Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I am Hannah Fernando. She very much is and I'm Ian McEwan and today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 11th of September 2020 and they include The Duchess which is a new Netflix sitcom from Catherine Ryan and Why Women Kill alibis comedy drama about three murderous spouses and we'll also be talking about the return of crime drama criminal on none other than netflix paris hilton's right up my street latest venture (laughs) paris uh, which is on youtube um a new favorite platform of mine and a netflix comedy special from none other than michael mcintyre but first ian what's in the news well i don't know if you're a fan of uh, tin star which is a fantastic series starring Tim Roth. Uh, and it's about this uh, British cop who goes over and to live in America. <clears throat> but his past starts catching up with him and his family. Anyway, there have already been two series on Sky, uh, the second of which had them kind of living with this Amish-style community. It's fantastic. Well, it's coming back for a third series, but this time... They're back in England. They're back in Liverpool. Um, so, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. What can you tell me about what's coming up? Well, um, I'd like to talk about uh, Utopia. Would you? Which is on, uh, yes, I would. Um, quite personal at the moment, isn't it? Because it's kind of like about a pandemic. Um but essentially, uh, this is a thriller series um, and it's going to be showing on Amazon Prime. It stars John Cusack. Uh, which is brilliant um, uh, and, and is inspired by the previous Channel 4 drama um, about teens kind of obsessed um, by a fantasy comic. So, I, as you well know, I'm not that keen on the whole fantasy kind of thing, but this works. Yeah, I can't wait for this. I think it's going to be great. And of course, and we love uh, John Cusack, don't we? We do. We absolutely do. Right, Hannah, what's uh, this week's first big new series? Uh, the Duchess. Oh. I know. So um, this is Netflix um, from the 11th of September um, and it's six episodes. So uh, this is Catherine Ryan. We touched on this last week, didn't we? Um, uh, or Catherine Ryan, I should say. We touched on the fact that she's kind of absolutely everywhere at the moment. Um, and she writes and stars in this sitcom as single mother Catherine, um, whose daughter Olive is the centre of her world. She, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's quite funny in places. It's kind of, you see her go through this kind of um, journey because Olive, her daughter, the centre of her world, her beautiful daughter, wants a sibling. Trouble is, she's a single mum and how is that going to happen? And uh, you kind of watch her journey, really, and how she tries to get another baby. Shall we have a quick listen? Let's do that. Okay. I'm ready to have another baby. Uh, I need to do this with a sperm donor. It's the safest way for me. What's your reason for wanting a child in this way? Well, my entire family are dead to me. So when Olive was born, I was all alone. But now we have each other. We have donors in their late teens and early 20s fit for a geriatric pregnancy. What did you just call me? You're going to stick some pathetic random loser spunk up yourself. (laughs) Yeah, yours. Well, I suppose watching this, people might be tempted to wonder how much is this based or inspired by Catherine Ryan's own life, Hannah? Did you wonder that? 
I did wonder that. I suspect <laughs> that when you write something, you probably do draw on your own experiences. Write what you know, that's what <laughs> <Yeah>. I say. <laughs> exactly. And she is kind of that kind of chaotic character, or she comes over certainly on television as that kind of chaotic but fun character. And that's certainly um, how she is is portrayed within this. So it's six episodes, six half an hour episodes. Um, it's, it is funny. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of Catherine Ryan or not, but... Um, as I say, she kind of seems to be everywhere at the moment. And I, and I do think she, because she writes, she wrote this and because she stars in it, she brings the character that she wants to portray alive. Yeah. And I mean, I think she's she's been leading the charge for kind of getting more female comedians on onto the sort of male dominated uh, comedy panel show world. So, yeah, she she does keep really busy. And I mean, this is quite an undertaking to write and star in your own series so a fair play to her um yeah i thought i mean it's quite it's quite dark in places isn't it it's quite edgy comedy um yeah i think I'm, i i would like to see a few more reps i, I yeah. quite like the look of it it is quite edgy you're right and also because of, of course you see her the daughter sort of goes everywhere with her and she kind of speaks to her daughter like she's a grown-up like she's yeah, an adult like she's weird. a mate and that's quite <laughs> weird in places and a lot of kind of you know mothers of daughters perhaps will be what are you doing but you can see how this they've become the main person in each other's lives because they're solely together really but yeah you're Absolutely. right i think it is yeah. good and also it kind of perhaps shades of sharon horgan's motherland a little bit in kind yeah. of the truth about you know parenthood particularly motherhood yeah i'd agree with that all right well i've got one for you uh this is a new series arriving on alibi on friday the 11th of september uh it's called why women kill uh let's have a listen to a clip mm. the meatloaf's delicious paying for your thoughts i was wondering when you'll die you could be hit by a bus, or have a stroke, or get stabbed in the chest. Oh, Rob, it's lovely. Our party starts at seven. You know me, I'm never late. For a party. What are we gonna do about dinner? Oh, I was thinking pizza. My mom? You so love pizza. What did you think of her body? Salad it is. Yeah, so this is from uh, the creator of Desperate Housewives, which I'm sure you're a fan of. Um, it's an interesting format because it's set in three different eras, 60s, 80s, and present day, and it's three couples who inhabit the same house during that time. Um, and in each case... As the title suggests, uh, the wives are going to be driven to uh, to murder. Um, so I enjoyed this. I particularly enjoyed the 80s set couple, uh, which is Lucy Liu and uh, Jack Davenport. Uh, we seem to be awash with 80s nostalgia at the moment. But um, we are. But the, the clothes are amazing. The decor of the house is fantastic. Uh, Jack Davenport's hair is very amusing. Um, and I actually think 
I kind of think they're the strongest couple of the three because I think the 60s couple, it's very broad strokes that they're drawn in, them and their neighbours. Um, and the modern couple who are in a sort of open marriage, I found slightly annoying. But yeah, it's it's a very unusual format and it's, it's pretty stylish, isn't it? Did you like the look of this? It's, it's pretty stylish. I do like the look of it. When I first saw the title, I thought I didn't realise what it was. So I thought... Why women kill? It kind of sounded like um, why do they a documentary? You know, because <laughs> I think you know if you well, if, like if you ask a child who's a killer, who's a burglar, they'll. I would say that nine times out of ten, they'll say it's some man with a balaclava on. You know, and they kind of this perception. Whereas actually, of course, that's absolute nonsense, and, and and women are just as capable of doing things like that as men are. You know, obviously. And so I kind of imagined it to be some documentary about why women turn to killing and of course it turned out to be anything but but it i i think a lot more light-hearted than what i was originally thinking to be honest yeah it's very stylized um and it's got elements of comedy in it as well they're almost like sort of cautionary tales i guess aren't they but yeah mm, i think um I, I will be sticking with it i like the look of it I have something very exciting. Tell yeah, me more. very exciting. <laughs> um, we have got uh, so YouTube, which is uh, after I think I uh, told you last week that I, I watched. Was it the week before? Katie Price on YouTube. Yes. These obviously these are you know massively huge streaming platform, but sort of not something that I necessarily have kind of um, enjoyed a lot previously. But Katie Price has, has, has seen me get more and more into it. Well, now Paris Hilton, it's her turn. Um, so this is essentially a documentary um, about uh, Paris Hilton. And the idea, uh, if you can you can watch clips at the moment, and, and, and basically the idea is that you get to meet the real Paris. Do we really know who she who she is and they're saying this is an unfiltered version well of course it's incredibly self-serving and you've got a mother interviewed and a sister and goodness knows who else who just says oh you know she's so wonderful this you just see an act that's who who it is but then there are areas and that you do feel sad because she was famous from the off you know she was she was she's she's really always been famous and what she's saying is you don't know the real me and actually i have really dark times yes on the surface it looks like i have the best life in the world you can't feel too sorry for people like that clearly because you can't get around your head around the idea that they couldn't possibly be happy but of course goes back to just having loads of money doesn't mean that you're really really happy and and, and she's that person so it's kind of a documentary into getting to know the real paris hilton if you're interested in Paris Hilton. Well, should we get a little flavour of it uh, with, a, with a cheeky clip? Here we go. I feel like the whole world thinks they know me. That's hot. That's hot. Sorry, I'm so used to, like, playing a character that it's, like, hard for me to, like, be normal. No one really knows who I am. I'm always putting on this facade or just, like, happy, perfect life. Bye-bye. And you're happy? Sometimes. They say trauma. The mind may forget, but the body never forgets. What's up, Belgium? And it's trapped in you. And it can come out whenever. Stop! I don't even know who I am sometimes. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you, Hannah, in that I <laughs> felt... This was very self-serving, and I didn't. I, perhaps I'm being cynical, but I, I felt the sort of 
the angle that was, oh, it's the sadness behind the kind of celebrity. I didn't really buy into it. I almost felt that was kind of like a reason for doing the show that they hoped people would yeah. do. But perhaps, that, perhaps that's being harsh. I but think it's... it's it, I think it's very hard for the lay person or the, you know, the, the normal person, in inverted commas, to go through a pandemic like we've just been through, lockdown, the, the stresses and strains of real life, to then feel sorry for somebody who, on the surface, has such a charmed life. And I think that's, that's the kind of chasm that you have to kind of jump. Um, but of course, in reality, just being a celebrity and having all the money in the world does not mean that you're happy. So, you know, I, I totally get that that's you know, not necessarily a fair approach. Would you like to be a celebrity, Hannah? I mean, obviously you are to some extent. <laughs> no. Would you sacrifice your privacy? No, you wouldn't. Okay. No, a I wouldn't, no. Stra- a straight and short answer. Thank and you. would I want my children to be celebrities? No. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, uh, I've got a returning series to tell you about, which is coming up on Netflix. It's the crime drama, Criminal. Uh, that's going to be available from Wednesday the 16th of September. This is the second series. Uh, let's have a listen to a clip. Forget the big mirror. The microphones. And anybody else might be watching. Just tell us the truth. I've forgotten what it's like talking to people like you. So, if you didn't see series one of this, um, it's basically set in a police interview room, and then and there's a series of suspects. So one of them, last time out, was of course played by David Tennant, another of those people who keeps himself very busy. This time around, uh, we've got a good lineup. We've got Sophie Okonedo, we've got Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones, and my favourite, Sharon Horgan. Uh, and I think. Obviously, it's got this. It's got this particular format, which is very clever, and it's almost like they looked at Line of Duty and thought, "Well, the best bits of Line of Duty are the interviews, aren't they?" Um, and and that's this is all interview. So it's got um, Catherine Kelly from uh, Coronation Street. She plays one of the inve- interrogators. She's back. she's totally broken out from that mold, she hasn't has. she? You she know, has. hats off to Catherine Kelly. And then also uh, mentioning Line of Duty, of course, Roshenda Sandal, uh, who mm. was in the Stephen Graham series of Line of Duty. She's back as Vanessa Warren. Um, so yeah, it's it's really well done. It's an, a unique format, uh, and if you liked series one, which is well worth catching if you haven't seen it. Uh, you will certainly enjoy this. Now, I think you might have something uh, on a slightly lighter note to talk about. <laughs> Thank do. goodness. It's all been about <laughs> murder and criminals. <laughs> uh, well, and Paris Hilton. I'm not making an association. Oh, yeah, and Paris Hilton, yeah. Although I have to say, all of these I'm definitely getting involved in. Criminal sounds absolutely great. Um, yes, I'd like to talk about um, Michael McIntyre's mm. Showman. Um, this is uh, on Netflix. So this is uh, an original stand-up comedy special debut from Michael McIntyre um, on the 15th of September. And I think that, you know, basically we've kind of, uh, the pandemic has sort of, you know, keep on about this pandemic and it just seems to continue and continue. And one day we won't mention that or utter that word again, I hope. Um, but kind of live comedy venues have had to sort of shut their doors and that, and, and I suppose for many, that doesn't feel like there's a lot to laugh about. And I have been watching reruns of Michael McIntyre because there's there's lots on of him and it does sort of jolly you up, doesn't it? With how, no matter how old it is. Um, but yeah, he's back and um, 
he I think it's um, it's at the London Palladium that it was recorded and he basically tells tales of avoiding sharks and shark attacks in Australia and his surprise resemblance to an Asian top model and you know, you know all the kind of stories that you'd expect from Michael McIntyre while his hair's wobbling around well shall we uh, have a quick listen to a clip yes okay. I'd like a laugh got into a bar that's too hot and it's normally our own fault. We don't have time to wait. When we run the hot tap, when we run the cold, we don't have time to wait for the full proper temperature to reveal itself. You just have it, that should be fine. You go away into your busy life and you come back and you normally know as soon as your foot goes in. As soon as it goes in, you normally go, oh, I've, I've run that a bit too hot. But often you don't realize it until you're in already. You get in and you start lowering yourself because it takes a while for the information that your feet are burning <laughs> to reach your brain where the information has to go to tell you about it. Well, I must admit, I've sort of got mixed feelings about this one, Hannah, because obviously McIntyre, he's huge, and he's, he's famous for just talking about uh, the everyday, like the man draw was his, his famous routine about, you know, the draw in the kitchen where all the rubbish goes. Mm. Um, in this, <laughs> there's quite a long <laughs> segment about uh, getting into the bath when it's too hot. And for <laughs> me, that was kind of the aspect of McIntyre that I, th- I kind of feel it's a bit past its sell-by date. But personally, however, I know that he's massive. And he's also, I mean, he is an incredibly energetic performer, isn't he? You know, he's always moving around the stage. <laughs> I think the thing is, do you think there's an element at the moment of, nostalgia piece you know we're talking about the kind of all the all the stuff we're talking about there's a real element of nostalgia and I wonder whether producers and you know tv makers are thinking hang on a minute this is what people want at this moment in time and they kind of and and it just takes them back to a happy place perhaps I don't know yeah quite possibly I mean he talks about how um the pandemic has been affecting live comedy well I've just booked into uh for a zoom performance by Harry Hill, so I'm doing I'm doing oh, going wow. to a remote uh, stand-up comedy gig. Oh, that sounds really fun. We've been doing some um, we've doing a few things kind of remotely. We did a few like not not TV wise, but we did kind of some art galleries and stuff like that remotely. And they're beginning they're beginning to open again now. So you, I've booked I think for the October half term tickets. Um, an Andy Warhol exhibition, actually, but you and it's it's so particular about the times you go. Of course, it is, um, but it just be, things are just beginning to move again, aren't they? But you're right. It's it's it will be. It's like Britain's Got Talent, isn't it? With no audience, um, or strictly with no audience. I mean, I just at the moment I can't imagine what that's like because I think of Graham Norton, for example, with no audience on a on a on a on his Friday night show. I don't know if you watched any of those. But I just—it just left me cold. It just did. It didn't have that same bouncing yeah, off. Yeah, you do lack that that atmosphere, mm, don't you? You really do. Okay, so uh, there's also some good stuff coming up on uh, terrestrial this week. Now, uh, we mentioned uh, in passing uh, David Tennant in relation to series one of Criminal. Well, he is back in something that we have trailed before. Uh, it's ITV's drama Des, which is all about the serial killer Dennis Nilsson. Um, so I'm sure that's going to be very good. That on, starts on Monday the 14th. Uh, and this week as well, they're showing a, um, 
an accompanying documentary about Nilsson. Um, David Attenborough is back uh, with a with a program called Extinction: The Facts, which is all about the uh, alarming rate at which um, species are becoming extinct or under threat of extinction yeah that's going to be a hard watch but i'm sure it's going to be i really find i absolutely have so much love for david attenborough and what he does that the the programs are just so amazing at a time when sort of money's tight across the board that just goes to every length to make sure it's total quality every single time but it's always hard to watch isn't it because anything in the animal world there's going to be a sadness whether it's someone someone something even some animal being eaten or and in this case extinction well they've been they showed that uh that series that's going back to two of his landmark series i think it's is it planet earth talking about uh things that have been on this week what have you been binging on and why? Well, I have been binging on I Hate Susie. We talked about this last week. We did. And, um, and I was all for it and said, this is going to be great and I already love it and, and all the rest of it. Well, I don't already love it anymore because <laughs> oh, I just, I'm, quite, I'm quite seduced by Billy Piper because she's just, she's just great at whatever she does. And... But, and I did touch on this last week. I, I kind of question how much she plays the same role every time. And it sort of felt very much like that this time. It is clever. Um, it's definitely clever. But it. I think once you've seen one episode, which I know, Ian, you've seen one, I don't know that you need to really see any more. It's just... I felt I, I, I watched quite a few because I kept thinking surely this is going to get a bit better surely I'm going to be hooked on this and I just wasn't it left me a bit cold which was a bit sad okay fair um, enough yeah sorry about well, that well I've saved myself some also, time there that's good news yeah you, ha- you have my husband said I'm never getting this time back and he's was <laughs> right um <laughs> So made him watch it with me. So also, I watched All Creatures Great and Small, which we talked about last yeah. week too, um, on Channel uh, that? Five. That's the. I think it's really nicely done. Actually, very sort of light-hearted. I, I, I don't think anyone will be disappointed. I mean, I wasn't, you know, massively into the first time round, but uh, and I suspect there will be some kind of comparison drawn by by kind of real fat, fanatical people. But I, I think, it, yeah, I thought it was very, very good. Really enjoyed that, and also. Um, uh, watching bits of Diana, um, which is also on on Channel Five, and it's kind of like basically how she's changed, how she changed the royal family. You know, I think they're, they're sort of lines of a mother question mark, a rebel, a martyr, um, and just given the current climate with everything that's been going on with the kind of whole Meghan and Harry thing, it's just yeah, I find that sort of thing interesting. Okay. So that's me. And how about you? A personal plea from me, uh, Channel Five, please stop making documentaries about the royal family. That's just. Do you hate the royals? No, I don't. That's I it. I don't <laughs> hate the royals, Hannah. Don't get me wrong, but they did so many documentaries about the royal family. Any possible angle they can think of, it's a bit relentless. That's all I'm saying. It must be. It must be popular. Well, it is. I do it? think people do. They do mm. love a royal documentary, don't they? So. They do. Uh, they'll probably carry on making them. Uh, well, I tell you what, I've been watching, and I'm totally obsessed with, and I think it's fantastic is Glow on Netflix. Have you watched mm. this? Uh, yes. Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. And, of course, it's been going for three series now, I think. But I've only just uh, got into it. And it's, it's a more 80s nostalgia, of course. And it is, for the, for the uninitiated, uh, it's about this uh, female wrestling show that is being made for a sort of obscure US cable channel. 
in the 1980s. Um, and Mark Maron, I think, is the standout. He plays the director, mm. Sam. But there are all these fantastic uh, actresses playing these wrestlers, including Kate Nash, of course. Oh. The British singer who... Uh, she plays a sort of her, her character as a, a they all have these characters as wrestlers so she's called Britannica who's kind of geeky uh, nerdy sort of brain box uh, who wears glasses and a sort of check check skirt um, but yeah if you haven't watched it I think it is absolutely fantastic oh I'm on it alright now uh, what are we going to be discussing next week um, well, I think we're going to be talking about ra- ratched. Is that the way? To, is that the way? I, I say ratched, uh, and it's not about uh, tools, is it at all? No. Um, this is an upcoming American um, psychological horror drama. Yes, that's out on, on Netflix on the seventeenth, uh, 18th of September. Um, so we'll be talking about that next week, and hopefully listening to some clips. That's right, and of course it's based on uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, which was yes. turned into a film with uh, Jack Nicholson so I'm very much looking forward to that because Nurse Ratchet was an amazing character in the movie wasn't she um, now I will also be looking at uh, the latest offering from Apple TV mm-hmm. it's a long way up now Ewan McGregor and his mate Charlie Borman uh, it's another big motorcycle trek for them um, they're, this time they're going from the tip of South America up to Los Angeles but there's a twist this time they're doing it on electric motorbikes. Mm. Yep, that's right. So we'll be of course. we'll be tucking into those next week. But in the meantime, keep, keep watching. watching.